Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. 96.3 Cruise FM. That is some 41. We are Stacy and Clayton. Okay, you specifically were like, I said, I'll I'll back sell that song there mm-hmm. and then we can throw it to you for something. You're like, no, 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 I want to do it. Some radio lingo here. Back sell, that's the one who talks first after the song. Yeah. And whenever we play the game, I always, I have a You're couple, greedy. I have five songs. You're I have five songs. How am I going to get any better if you keep doing this all the time? You need to pick your own songs. I worked long and hard to figure out which songs have those kind of endings. You did. It's Hello Time Bomb, Matthew Goodband. Yep. That was the original. That one from Sum 41. There's a couple other ones out I there. I think but Sloan as well, Money yeah, City Maniacs. Sloan, Money City Maniacs is a good one. Oh, that's this a, is lame. That's a crisp. It's so lame. It's been lame for five years, and we continue to do and we, the show. But we love it. Ah, it's special. Um, happy Pie Day, by the way. Oh, yeah. Friday doesn't deserve air horns. You know what, though? For someone who sells pie, it sure no, does. This is the Super Bowl for for pie bakeries Scratch out there. Scratch Provisions, the pie store on 33rd Street. Oh, yeah. This is their Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl. And, and by the way, those pies are fantastic. So is there a bad pie out there? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, there definitely for is. For sure. But I was about to be like, oh, I dare you to text us a bad pie. No, there's plenty. <laughs> of course, the best pie, though, is my grandma's pumpkin. Uh, we disagree. all know that. Agree to disagree. Regardless, uh, it's the time of, there are these little days that we've talked about before, like some of them are absolutely ludicrous, where it's like, happy International Toothpick Day, but a day like today, where it's like pie day, Mm -hmm. you know the people who live for this? Teachers. And mathematicians. Yes, math teachers. Obviously. Yeah, math teachers. Oh, this is their Super Bowl too. Because in case you don't know, pi, the number is 3.14, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Today is March 14th, 314. There pie you go. Day. The connection's been made. Boom. And again, every school has that one teacher. Who's for sure bringing in pie? There's a new flation out there. Yeah. Buckle up. We talked about shrinkflation last week, where mm-hmm. your products that you're buying, you're getting less of them. The bottles are smaller. There's the OGflation, inflation. Right, which the is... The original gangster. Oof, we've yeah. had enough of that one. Uh, now, there's shelfflation. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue as nicely. No. But basically, shelfflation is when the shelf life of food products is compromised because of supply chain problems. Basically, and Canadians find themselves then throwing away more food, making their grocery bills more expensive. Shelfflation. It's funny because no one says it slow enough. Shelfflation, right? Everyone says it fast enough. Shelfflation. That shelf-flation. It just sounds like shellflation. Sounds like some kind of animal in the sea that has a shell. And a sex move. <laughs> Okay. Family show. It also anyway. sounds like a sex move, too. But yeah, that's what's happening is, for instance, uh, produce, you're buying it at the store, mm-hmm. but it's taken so long for it to get there that it's not lasting you as long, and then you unfortunately are throwing out fresh produce. Produce is tough to begin with. Mm-hmm. The clamshells of lettuce, let's face it, the spring mix. Everyone's yeah. like, I'm eating salads this week, no, and then not. you don't always. Stop you living a lie. Throwing, off your, uh, throwing out your, your clamshell lettuce, but uh, it sucks when you have to throw out food, especially fresh vegetables because they are very expensive right now you want to eat healthy you do and you pay that money to buy those vegetables and then you toss them because they rot right away Mm -hmm. 
So it's our fault. I think so. That's what it sounds like. So the reason groceries are so expensive, uh, us. Is it us? The consumer. Oh it's our fault. Okay, you got it, grocery stores. Way to spin that narrative. Every wow. time you throw away an old pepper, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, let's just invent a new word, guys. Shelflation, and then we're just going to blame everyone else but ourselves. Blame the consumer. Oh, yeah, you didn't eat your bananas fast enough. That's why they're $7. <laughs> also, bananas ripen so fast. I know. Jeez. Don't even get me started on avocados. And now it's time for another edition of That One Friend. We all have that one friend who loves to talk with the cab driver or the Uber driver. It doesn't matter who's driving them around. They're chatting them up the entire trip. Remember when you and your siblings would battle over the front seat before a road trip? You'd yell shotgun as soon as you got out of the house, bolt to the car as fast as you could. Yeah, this friend does that with the cab, as if someone's going to challenge them on it. Like, don't worry, bud. The front seat, it's all you. Even if it's just the two of you taking an Uber, they'll sit in the front and let you hang out in the back by yourself. At this point, even the Uber driver is like, okay, buddy, you're coming on a bit strong. The real interesting thing about this friend is what they talk to the driver about. It's never a light subject. It's never like, hey, what's your favorite sports team? Or how about season two of Lost, right? No, it's always the most serious subjects of all time. They try to solve world hunger on a nine-minute trip. Or maybe they'll talk about how big pharma is taking over the real estate industry or the gender pay gap. Good God, that was a long ride. It's either that or this friend just asks questions the entire time about the driver. Remember this scene from Uncle Buck? Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. The cab driver is Uncle Buck. Your friend is Macaulay Culkin. The chatty Kathy passenger. We all have that one friend. I saw this on, uh, I guess it was Instagram. There's a comedian, Eric D'Alessandro, who had a very interesting take on Jeopardy. You watch Jeopardy and you're just amazed at how smart these people are, oh, right? Yeah. They know so much about so many things. How is that possible? What is, what is the deal with their brain? He had such a great take, though, on the information these people really know. They're just remembering useless information like you and I remember useless information. Knowing the members of the executive branch is just as useful as knowing the members of NSYNC. Neither will help you in life at all. But society labels one form of knowledge as valuable and other form worthless. Why are these people considered smart for remembering a pharaoh's mom's name, but I'm not smart for remembering Kramer's mom's name? Aren't we both just recalling nonsense? Oh, you know the definition of a barrier reef? Well, do you know the name of Zach's duck that got oil spilt all over her? You remember Lamar Odom's mistress. Oh, oh you're, you're an airhead and a gossip. But you remember King Henry's mistress, you're a history buff. Remember last week we were <laughs> so talking true. We were talking yeah. about song lyrics and how that one friend just knows every song. Yeah. Like every word to every song. What if they use that brain space for valuable information? This guy thinks the opposite. He's like, no, 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 no. Use that brain space for song lyrics. Well, because and that's what it is. It's, it's the retention of information, mm -hmm. right? And it can be in any form. It can be pop culture. You can be an absolute whiz when it comes to all the details about the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. And you can be an absolute whiz about the revolution. It's just information you're retaining. Exactly. And it's just, it seems like 
if you know a lot about a subject that you cover in high school, that means like you're super smart, right? And again, pop culture stuff, sports stuff, mm-hmm. everyday stuff. If you're like street smart, it's like, yeah, whatever. This person knows the entire periodic table. And it's like, Great. okay, cool. They have no social skills. <laughs> it's like, that's the one thing, right? What do we value as, oh, this is super smart or this is super smart? We're all smart, Stacy. Exactly. We're Just all smart. Ways. We're all smart in our own way. Some of us are extremely smart in office quotes. This guy. Yeah. And, okay, that one, that's an example of, yeah, that one shouldn't matter to anybody, actually. There, there are a couple of examples of, like, <laughs> okay, guess. that's not smart. <laughs> We know that pairing food with wine tastes delicious. You Mm -hmm. can go to restaurants and order your meal, and it has specific wine pairings that go along with it. That's always delicious. They're saying, though, that music is also key when it comes to enjoying your meal. You play the right music with your right or with the meal, it's going to make it better. So you're pairing a song with a certain dish? Well, not, yeah, I guess so. Because they say that, like, fast music makes you want to eat faster. Okay. Slow music is going to make you want to eat slower. Thanks, Tips. But then they go into it a little bit further, and they say that, like, music with a lot of bass, for instance, is going to have your food taste more bitter. Music with higher frequency sounds is going to have your food taste a bit more on the sweet side. So, basically... A music sommelier is if needed at a fancy restaurant, right? That's what they're saying. Let's see if you could be a music sommelier, Stacy. Okay. I'm just going to look at the music log for today, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to see what you would pair with these songs here. Okay. All right. Uh, the Rolling Stones, Jumping Jack Flash. What mm. dish would you recommend with that song? Definitely a beef dip. Oh, really? Yeah. I was thinking a nice halibut or something like that. It seems like more of a seafood kind of song. No. Okay. I was thinking the richness of the beef. Uh, au jus would go well with the lyrics. Now we're just making stuff up. (laughs) Which is going to be this whole segment. come on. Um, What about April Wine? Could have been a lady. What would you recommend for that song? Caesar salad. Really? With no chicken. Just a bunch of croutons. I would go a nice (laughs) pasta with a nice bolognese. Maybe a penne with a bolognese sauce. Something like that. Seems like a rich kind of song, right? Right. Uh, What about Rush? Closer to the heart. Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers? 100%. You don't want to get too confused by a lot of, you know, fanciness. Mm -hmm. The song itself is amazing. You just need something simple like Chicken Fingers. I think that is more of a dry ribs song. Okay. Bone-in dry ribs, not bone-out dry ribs. I think it's bone-in dry ribs. Um, What about Billy Idol, Eyes Without a Face? A little bit Mm -hmm. of a deep cut. Eyes Without a Face. Oysters. I'm going to go with veal. (laughs) I think that's a veal kind of song. An open veal sandwich. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. The Hollies, Long Cool Woman. Long Cool Woman? Yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti with just butter and noodles or... Well, spaghetti sauce and meatballs. There you go. See, there you go. It's important, right? right? It's important because a spaghetti and noodles, that's kind of like a, that's a blur song too right there, right? Actually, that's not a blur song too. What would be a noodles with butter song? Noodles with butter? Being a music Somali is a lot harder than I thought. So tough. 
We just learned that music can affect the taste of food. Mm-hmm. Much Apparently. like, yeah, if you pair red wine with steak, it'll yep. make the steak taste better. Music can have that same effect. So we're playing the music sommelier game. <laughs> uh, we're pairing certain songs with certain foods. Yeah. Let's keep this going here. Carry on my wayward son by Kansas. Mm. What would you pair with that song, Stacy? French onion soup. Is that a French onion soup song? Well, I don't know. French onion soup, the like that's a starter, right? The harmony. Oh, you can eat it as a main chorus. Of course you can. Can you though? A bigger bowl. Can you though? Does it matter if it's an appetizer? It does because I think that's a main course kind of song. It's oh, really? five minutes long, right? You're gonna you're gonna be there a while with the song. French onion soup. That's like a that's like a breakup song by the Greg Kin Band. Like that's a nice short song. Oh, you think? Yeah, that's a. I think that's what you pair with French onion soup. Okay. There, we're taking this music sommelier job, by the way, very seriously. <laughs> uh, Summer is '69 by Brian Adams. Ooh, corn on the cob. See, I'm thinking lobster. I'm thinking a nice lobster tail. With maybe a surf and turf option? I don't know. Okay. Again, more of a main course for me. Uh, in the air tonight, Phil Collins. Mm, um, fish um, and chips. Jambalaya. <laughs> Jambalaya for me. It's all over the place, just right? It starts slow, then it gets going. It's just a whole whole bunch of things <laughs> in one pot. Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Okay, so that's a ha- upbeat, very... No, is it? Yeah, upbeat song? I don't know, Stacy. You tell me. This is your music sommelier test, after all. Why are you putting on this? I don't know. Um, club sandwich. I can see that. I can see. Okay. All right. You passed. Uh, Blue Eiffel sixty-five. Oh my god. Jelly beans. (laughs) (laughs) Something. I don't know. Um, Another one bites the dust by Queen. Okay. Um, Grilled cheese and pickles. I was going to say a nice halibut. Oh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> something light. Because that makes something sense. Something light. It's got the beat. is light and staccato. I don't know. Again, we're taking this way too seriously. Well, honestly, you could, if someone did come to you and say, like, and with your meal tonight, we'll be playing a select now, you know, amount Ugh. of music. You'd be like, sure, whatever. If you're on a date and someone is like, mm, can you, I hate to be that person, but can you please put on some Van Halen while I'm eating my salmon. They pair... Red flag. So good. Red flag. You ever just sit there thinking of things that you can write off on your tax return? Yes. Like just... Yes. No no TV on, no music on. It's just you in a room sitting there. Can I write that off? Can I write that off? I'm going to Google if I can write that off. I can't write that off. Because you always run into a friend or like Mm -hmm. I went for lunch with a friend and she took the receipt from the meal because she paid. She's like, I'm actually going to write this off. And I was like, what a nice luxury that is. We didn't talk about business at all. You're beating the system, aren't you, Carol? (laughs) What can, because I thought about it like we pay for parking downtown. Mm -hmm. And I remember when those pay stations got put in, I kept all those little slips for an entire year. It was a huge stack. Took them to my accounting lady. And I was like, here, I want to claim these on my taxes. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can't. Oh, accountants All during this work. time of year are just Buzz Killington times right? a million. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't like playing by the rules, okay? I'm a bad boy. And also, can we just try? Because you do that almost all the time with taxes. I try. I'm like, here you go. Tell me how I did. And they come back with either you owe or you pay, right? Or you owe or they pay. How is it a write-off? 
They just write it off. Write it off what? Jerry, all these big companies, they write off everything. You don't even know what a write-off is. Do you? No, I don't. But they do. And, and they're, they're the ones, ones writing it off. Exactly. Now, very important question here. Which write-off skit is better? The original from Seinfeld. Right. Or the new one from Schitt's Creek. I am testing this out for the stores, so work is paying for it. Work is paying for your bedding? That's a write-off. That's a write-off? Yeah. Do you even know what a write-off is? Uh, yeah. It's when you buy something for your business and the government pays you back for it. See, I love Schitt's Creek. I love it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They totally stole that from Seinfeld, right? I would think so, I, They yeah. kept going with it, though. Oh, and who pays for it? Nobody. You write it off. <laughs> who writes it off? I don't know. The government, the write-off people. <laughs> what? Why are we having this conversation? So if I need booze to get through my day, I can just write that off? That's a stretch. But the skincare products you got this morning, those are a write-off. A write-off is a business expense used to reduce your taxable income. Okay. Well, then why isn't it called a tax write-off? It is! <laughs> I, I love the Seinfeld oh, one because that was man. the first one, right? But Schitt's Creek did a great job at that. They, yeah, Dan Levy is just fantastic Well, with plus, that. they actually tell you what a write-off is. Is a business expense used to reduce your taxable income. I actually had no Sweet. idea what it was. So, hey. We're learning. Great hits and the best rock ever. That's Van Halen. It's Cruise Mornings, Stacy and Clayton. I just want to let you know two things. One, um, we have a concert announcement coming up just after 7 o'clock. It's going to be great. In fact, it's going to be kick-ass. <laughs> I see what you did there. I would also like to say good morning to uh, my best friend Candace and my little best friend Parker. They're on their way to Edmonton right now. Nice. Listening to Cruise Mornings. Nice. Love you guys. Buy me something special. Just kidding. Don't. Don't do that. If someone's going on a trip, you don't ask for a present. But I just did it on the radio, and they're listening, so now I feel silly. <laughs> anyway. You just sewered your best friend there into buying you something. I because know. Because now they have to. I know. Wow. I take it back. Well played, Stacey. <laughs> well played, because you get to play it off like, oh, I was just I was joking. Just oh, you shouldn't have. Win-win for you, lose-lose for Candace. Um, Tom Brady, <laughs> by the way, pulled a Brett Favre. Uh, Tom Brady it's retired. Favre. Sorry. Favre. Brett Favre. Sports nut over there. Yeah. Um... Tom Brady retired about a month and a half ago. After winning. No, he didn't. Lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, he right. won it last season yeah. and then lost in the playoffs this year. And now he's like, no, I want eight Super Bowl rings. <laughs> Tom Brady, I mean, he's still really good. He's not like Ben Roethlisberger where it's like, okay, buddy. Dude, end it already. Wrap this up. Yeah. It's embarrassing for both you and I. Tom Brady can still chuck it. Like Tom Brady, he looks better than Tom Brady like 10 years ago. It's insane. He's Benjamin Button. He's Tuck Everlasting. He's so something. So then why did he retire? I don't know. When, when Was you it have, one of those, when, I want to spend more time with my family. When you have he a supermodel wife. He spent a bit of time with his family. Then he's yeah. like, actually, you know what? I just want to play more football. When you have a supermodel <laughs> wife and like half a mil in the bank, not even in the savings, in the checking account. Half a mil? <laughs> oh, yeah. Giselle makes more than him. I oh, yeah. feel like Tom Brady has more than half a million in his checking account. Oh, I account. know. But I, I mean like savings account. Like in his savings, he has more. In just his checking account. You know when like you check your, your, mm -hmm. your banking app, it's like, oh, 70 bucks. <laughs> Tom's got 500 million in there. Uh, it's just the one thing I feel bad about is there's this one guy who bought Tom Brady's final touchdown pass. 
like the ball. Yeah. Two days ago, he bought it no. for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, <laughs> and then yesterday, Tom Brady unretires. Unretired. The next day, negating that whole specialness of that ball. That ball is probably worth five hundred bucks now. Maybe Tom Brady's got to step in and do something there, right? That's that'd be a nice little move. I don't know. Then again, if someone's spending five hundred thousand dollars on a ball, actually, yeah, I don't feel they're sorry probably for that guy. doing okay. Yeah. Stacey and Clayton, weekday mornings, 6 to 10 on Cruise.